Hello, welcome to the Relationships and Chill podcast, the ultimate podcast for relationships and dating. And today we have a very, very special guest. I want you to make sure you get ready because this is going to blow your socks off. We have an amazing interview with a very special guest, so make sure you stay tuned. Peace. You're listening to Relationships and Chill, the podcast for singles and couples about how to find and cultivate the relationship you've always dreamed of based on trust and honest communication. Why waste your time going through the typical dating obstacle course only to end up with drama, jealousy, and heartbreak when you can find the love of your life and live happily ever after? So sit back, chill, and get ready to make relationships great again. Greetings, everyone. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome to another edition of the Relationships and Chill podcast. I am your gracious host, Coach R. Anthony, and uh, welcome to the Relationships and Chill podcast, the ultimate podcast for dating and relationships. We strive to make relationships simple and uh, help you become the best so that you can attract the best and also make sure that you can do everything possible to make sure that your relationship functions to the best of its ability. Today, we have a very, very special guest. I want to take the time to, to, to welcome him. Um, he is a relationship coach, author, and speaker whose main goal is to revolutionize relationships for the better using biblical principles. He has clients from all over the U.S. and is based, he's based out of New Jersey. Um, when he's not coaching, he enjoys reading, traveling, and trying new foods from the different places that he visits. You guys, this is going, going to be an, an excellent um, show. You make make sure you tell everybody to tune in. Um, but my special guest is Stephen L. Robinson. Y'all give it up for Stephen. Man, it's such an honor to be on your show, man. <laughs> Yo, I've been following you for some time right now, and uh, your content is amazing. So when you reached out to me to be on the show, I was excited. I could not turn this down. So thank you for having me. Man, thank you. Thank you for, for agreeing, man. I've been following your stuff. And, and you know what's crazy? I would be on there and, you know, looking up hashtags on Instagram and I'd be like, okay, let me see what I what I need to need to figure out how to place, you know, the material that I'm working on. And every time <laughs> I would see a video and I, and I was like, let me see what, he, what he's talking about. And I promise you, um, as I did, I was like, man, this this is some amazing content, man. This is some great stuff that people really, you know, they, they really need and they, they definitely gravitate towards. So definitely big Big shout out to you, man, for real, for doing what you're doing, because you know how easy it is to to kind of sit back and be like, yeah, I kind of know a lot about relationships and, you know, and, and these other relationship people are, are giving their input. And, you know, that's all fine and dandy, but I have a different perspective. But to actually go forward and, and, and put yourself out there and put your content out there, it takes a lot, you know, so I definitely, you know, commend you for taking that step. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it, man. So um, we'll just pretty much just hop right into it uh, because I, I want the people to get everything that you have to offer. I, I, I know they're going to really enjoy this episode with the with the content that we're going to pr be providing. So just give us a little um, a little information about you and 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 let's let's uh, let's let's set the stage for how we're going to provide the people with, I guess, the, the best 
of what they of what they need, obviously. But I, w- I want you to tell a little bit about your backstory and, and, and how you got into got to where you are. OK, yeah. So <laughs> how I got to where I am, man. So let me tell you how I got to where I am came from a lot of heartbreak and turmoil. Right. So. I'm 33 years old right now, right? But Mm -hmm. I've been in two long-term relationships, right? One relationship I was in for eight years and the other relationship I was in for six years. And I always used to think to myself, I thought I was a good man because I didn't lie and because I didn't cheat. But it takes more than just not lying and just not cheating to be a good man, right? And so there there were qualities about me, about my characteristic that I lacked, right? So it ended up, The woman that I was with for eight years, she ended up cheating on me with 13 different men. Wow. 13 different men. Imagine being in a relationship and you find out that your partner cheats on you with 13 different people. That is heartbreaking. That's very, very devastating, right? Um, And at that current point in time, like, I was, like, I wanted to... I remember I was in California at the time when I found out and I was driving from, if anybody knows anything about central California, um, I lived in the Fresno area. So I was driving from Visalia to Lemoore and there's a long highway. And I remember that I wanted to just drive myself off the road because I was so devastated. But I remember hearing a voice in my head saying, you know, Stephen, don't do this. You know, you have so much more to live for. Right. And so, you know, I didn't. So that's why I'm here today. Right. Absolutely. Uh, You know, and then I got into another relationship after I ended that relationship. I got into another relationship um, and I was with this woman for six years, but she ended up leaving me for another man. And she ended up having a baby with this other man and starting a family. Now, (laughs) that is devastating. You know, when a woman leaves you for another man and starts a whole nother family. Right. So I started. I told myself, I said, you know what? This is never going to happen to me again. And I said, I'm going to start studying relationships, not not for other people, but for myself, right? right? Because I was like, well, what could I have done better in this relationship? So I started studying and studying. And then that's when I started coming to God and I, you know, you know, and I started getting into his word and, and how um, powerful he is and how he views relationships and things of that nature. So um, I was studying and then I would talk to my friends and I would talk to my family members about it. And they was like, man, you know, you have some amazing, amazing views on relationship. Where did you get all this from? And I said, you know, I was, I've just been studying relationships because of the two heartbreaks. And they was like, wow, you should be a relationship counselor, a relationship coach. I mean, not coach, um, therapist. Mm-hmm. And we all know counselors and therapists, you got to go to school for that. Right. right. And I uh, my master's degree in business and I have my bachelor's degree in culinary arts. So I did not want to go to school again. Right. I was all, I was all schooled out. Right. Right. So, um, you know, when I was looking up these things, I found out that you could be a coach and you don't need to go to school to be a coach. Anybody can call themselves a coach, which there's a downside to that. And, you know, an upside to that because people like you and me who really study relationships, you know, we didn't have to go to school, but we're, we're a student of our experiences. We're a student of other people's experiences the books that we read and, you know, things of that nature, uh, you know, the biblical principles on relationship. And with that being said, I said, well, you know what? I could do this. And so that's how I ended up becoming a relationship coach because I see so many relationships out there struggling, like how mine was struggling. I see so many people that think they are good men and good women, but do they truly have the characteristics to be in a relationship? Right. And so I said, you know what, it's time for me 
to start revolutionizing relationships for the better. And I know that's a hard task because there's what, 7 billion people in this world and not everybody's unhappy, but you know, there's a lot of people that are unhappy. There's a lot of people that are looking for answers in their relationship. Mm -hmm. So that's how I ended up starting to coach on relationships. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. This is, that's powerful. And, and, you know, like you said, being able to take a look at yourself and saying, hey, maybe I need to, to figure this out. You know, they can't, you know, um, it's easy to get into a place where you're blaming other people. And I think that kind of stops you from seeking answers because the answer that you come up with is it's always someone else. You know, it's always going to be someone else that creates the problem for me. And um, and in doing so, you never really progress and you never really seek those answers. And, and in seeking those answers, you begin to expand yourself. Like you said, you begin to expand yourself and you take on a different perspective of what these different components mean within a relationship. So it causes you to dig a little bit deeper before you allow yourself to invest into uh, being in a relationship with someone, you don't just give right. yourself in to someone just because you you have the, the the need or you feel lonely or you know whatever the case may be. And a lot of people, you know, that's that's where they are. They don't take the time to really. And I think that's why it's so important that you and I take, you know, g give the information and present it to people so that they can have the opportunity to to maybe look at things from a different perspective. Correct. Correct. And so, I think it's now. Give us your idea of what it means to revolutionize a relationship or relationships in general. Okay, yeah, definitely. So what I'm trying to say with that is, and, and I want to make this clear, revolutionizing relationships for the better. For the better, <laughs> right. right. So, so what I mean by that is basically it's my responsibility and other coaches' responsibility to show people how to communicate effectively with their partner, how to not only communicate effectively to their partner, but connect with their partner. Mm -hmm. Because there's a difference. You can communicate with your partner all day long, but are you truly connecting with your partner? Are you truly creating togetherness with your partner? Because a lot of people, like I said, they don't have relationship characteristics, mm -hmm. right? A lot of people are selfish and they don't realize that they're selfish. They get into a relationship like what can this person do for me. No, it's not what can this person do for me. It's actually what can I do for this person. And if both the the if, if both of the parties have that understanding, right, that would make for a great relationship. So when I say revolutionizing relationships for the better, it's strictly just giving people the components to be able to make relationships work and thrive. We don't just want good relationships. We don't want we don't just want great relationships. We want phenomenal relationships i understand yes sir i understand what has been um what has been some of the biggest obstacles you face you faced in helping couples revolutionize their relationship what, what are some common themes that you kind of run across in your um so, and when i and i go back to uh communication mm -hmm. <laughs> you know that that's one of the most problems that I run into, like in my coaching clients, they always say, you know, like I'm trying to talk to this person or, you know, talk to their partner and they're just not getting it. They're just not listening. But a lot of the times, right, when there's a situation that arises, we don't have the tools to be able to effectively communicate. And what I mean by that is just, I'll just give an example. I'm not going to give no names, but one of my coaching clients said that 
you know, her boyfriend, husband um, did something, right? And immediately she reacted, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've seen my video um, where I talked about reacting versus responding, mm -hmm. right? So there's a difference. Reaction is strictly just something straight off the hip, mm -hmm. but responding is taking the time to listen to what your partner has to say, to try to understand what your partner has is going through because every life has a story we don't necessarily know you know why this person might have done what they did but it's it's your job as a partner to truly listen and that's how you are able to effectively communicate because once you listen and you try to put yourself in that other person's shoes then you can come back to them with a solution or something of that nature so one of so like i was saying communication is the biggest barrier that i run into when it comes to relationships not working right absolutely and and like you said a lot of people listen to respond as opposed to listen to understand to, to be able to communicate effectively, you have to first receive the information being communicated. But Correct. because people feel the need to want to be right or they don't want to take uh, what the person is saying as, um, and, and I've noticed it too in, in, in my coaching that a lot of couples, what they do is they'll, they'll already come in with their, with their fists ready to, to fight, you mm -hmm. know, so they're ready to go as soon as the conversation starts or they're, they're, you know, they're, they're pretty much ready to go, but as the as the situation escalates, then they get more defensive and more defensive, and then before you know, it, it's a full blown argument, and nothing, uh, nothing good comes out of it, you know. Right. Correct. And so I think it's very important to distinguish. I think it's very important. We'll come back to that point right there, but I think it's good at this moment to distinguish between being together and togetherness meaning the the connection between the two you got a lot of couples who are together but they don't have that union they don't have that common union so how how important is that common union that togetherness and um in a relationship oh it's very important because that's one of the ways that you're going to make your relationship thrive because like you said a lot of couples are together mm -hmm. but there's no togetherness right and a couple can be together and one person out of the couple is selfish, mm -hmm. right? So when you create togetherness, that shows that you're thinking about the person, you're, that shows that you're considering that person. So like, let's just say, you know, if I want to get something to eat, right? You know, I want to communicate that with my partner and you want to think about, although I might want, you know, KFC and which KFC is probably not, you know, the best, <laughs> right. my partner wants salad works, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's, it's about compromising, right? It's not about it's not about what can I get, you know, it's about what can we give to each other. And in turn, when you give to each other, that creates a great connection and that creates togetherness mm -hmm. versus just being together and I'm doing my own thing and I'm doing and you're doing your own thing. But we call each other a couple. Does right. that make sense? OK, I understand. I understand. And, and that so that's that's extremely important um, to have. How can a couple start to develop? Because, you know. After a couple has been together, let's say you got two two extremes. You got a couple that's pretty brand new, and then you have a couple that's been together. And this is their pattern of of how they relate to each other. So now they're relating to each other on a combative scale. How do we start to dial that back in order to reestablish the togetherness so that we can move forward into a phenomenal relationship? All right. So my personal opinion on that is you have to take selfishness 
out of that equation altogether. And whatever it takes to take the selfishness out, meaning whether you need to go to therapy to find out why is it that you're selfish? Is it something that, you know, you've seen growing up in your childhood? Is it something that you were exposed to? It was it a bad experience, like in a relationship that hurt you now that you're closed off. So now you're selfish and it's all about you, you know, so you have to divulge what that selfishness comes from. And if you're able to do that, then you're able to take that out to out of the equation, then you're able to start creating togetherness because it's no longer about you and it's about us. Right. Okay. So it's just really reconfiguring your mind to think us as opposed to you and me. Correct. Right. And and I, that's one of the things I work with um, also on a lot of couples. The language that they've created is a very right. separated language. They yes. speak of your child, uh, your responsibility what you do what versus what i do and it becomes a versus each other and so that becomes the pattern that that the relationship starts that's that's the trajectory that the relationship starts to go towards so you're saying just it's time to first of all take into consideration the things that you're saying and how you view your partner um, that is as, yeah you view your partner as a team as a teammate correct and and the thing is also um a lot of people say relationships are 50-50, right? Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that. I, I don't either. Agree. Relationships are 100-100. You put yeah. in 100% and she puts in 100% and you got 200% right there. Right. Just like you said, a lot of people talk with, oh, your kid, so that's your 50% or, mm -hmm. you know, you do this, that's your 50%. No, it's our kid. It's our responsibility. It's 100% me, 100% you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I 1000 percent. I've been um, that's been I, I think as you begin to study this stuff, you begin to see some of the similarities between a lot of couples and why, you know, the, and that's one of the common themes that I've seen also is that people think that they should bring half and half. No, it, when you're in a team, you do the best that you that you can do in your particular area. And I think a lot of people haven't established their particular area and how it contributes to the whole bigger picture. So people are trying to do and overextend themselves by saying, well, since you're not going to do it, I'll do it right. um, because they haven't established, OK, like this is where I'm strongest in. This is right. where you're strongest in. So, of course, you're going to have a lot more leeway. And that's where the 100 percent comes in right. as opposed to my area. And this is what creates uniqueness. In the last episode, we talked about maintaining your uniqueness um, in, in a relationship but without understanding what you have to offer it's going to be hard to know what you don't have to offer correct correct and, and it's all about knowing yourself too. exactly exactly and by knowing what you don't have to offer you allow that person to do the to be the best person they are within the relationship also is what i've noticed it it, it definitely helps um to keep the relationship <laughs> alive and 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 thriving yeah definitely um so there's so much to cover. Um, in your in your practice, because I, I want to come back to the other part to communication and, and but in your practice, what are some of the what are some of the challenges that you've that you faced in terms of in terms of navigating with a couple or individual um, to get to get to a place to where they where they decide to be meaning that is it um let me see i can formulate this question is it more so that a that a person usually doesn't know what they want or they haven't seen 
what they should want. So it's kind of tough for you to to help them uh, develop and evolve towards an end goal because they just don't know what it what it looks like. Has that been um, an experience? Yeah, yes, that, yeah no, no I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, but one of the, I guess the problem I should also uh, address with that is that when I'm talking to couples, right, it's they don't know what they want and they don't know what love is, mm, right? Because mm. a lot of people think that, you know, I'm going to get in this relationship and I'm going to love this person. But if you don't know how to love yourself, you can't give something that you don't have. And like I told you, I always, I coach off of biblical principles and the Bible talks about, you know, love yourself, uh, love your neighbor to the same degree that you love yourself, mm -hmm. right? So even if you're not, even if you're not, you know, a Christian or biblical principles, that makes so much sense because if I'm going to like, say, if you asked me for money, right. And if I don't have $5, I can't give you $5. Right. right? So if I have the love for myself, then I can give love, but people don't know what love is. So it's a challenge to try to get them to understand that, hey, look, you have to first love yourself. And then, you know, I, I show them in, in biblical uh, principles what love is, what the definition of love. And a lot of the times they are in a relationship where the other person is abusive to them, mm. right? And they'll be like, well, this person doesn't love me. And you're absolutely right, because that doesn't correlate with anything that the Bible talks about. But it's also showing that you don't love yourself because you're you're allowing that. Right. Because if you love yourself, you're not going to sit up there and allow yourself to be mistreated over and over and over. Yes, it might happen one time, you know, or two times. But if you continue to allow that, that's showing yourself that you do not love yourself. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Help us get a better idea of what it means, what love means. All right. So, you know, um, in Second Corinthians, I believe it is, they talk about love is patient. Mm -hmm. Love is kind, right? Love does not envy, right? So if you really look at it, love is a choice, right? So if this person is verbally abusing you or if they're um, putting you down, if they're, they're physically abusing you, they're choosing to do that right? They're not choosing to be patient with you. They're not choosing to not put their hands on you. They're not choosing to not let their ego, you know, get in the way when you guys have a disagreement. Mm -hmm. They're choosing to allow these things to um, basically run them or, or control them, right? Mm -hmm. So love is a choice. A lot of people think like love is a feeling, right? And think about it, right? Feelings are chemicals. So Feelings can change at any point in time. So there's there's couples that have been married for, what, 50 years. You think that they haven't got into a disagreement? You, you don't think that at some point in time that their feeling might have changed for that other person? It might not have changed for them long, but when it did change, guess what? They made a choice to continue to love that person, and that's why they were able to work through this, and they continued, and they're thriving 50, 60 years of marriage. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, it's all about the choices you make. It's all That's about correct. the choices you make. And, and according to biblical principles, it, it, you know, okay. mm -hmm. so, so, you know, I, I just want to make that clear because, uh, you know, some people, they might not believe in the Bible. So they might believe that, you know, uh, love is a feeling because mm -hmm. I asked one of my clients, I said, well, you know, tell me, can you describe what love is? Right. And they said, well, it's a strong feeling or sensation that you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah, that, that's cool. But like, what are you going to do? when that person makes you mad, mm -hmm. you know, are you going to continue to choose to love them when they make you mad? Because when you get mad, your feelings change. 
sometimes for a person, correct? Mm -hmm. So love is a choice. It's like I said, it's the choices that you make to be there for a person. It's the commitment that you make to be there and, and be patient with that person, to be kind with that person and to go through the struggles with that person. Absolutely. One of the best definitions I've ever heard about love besides the the biblical um, description. But one of my mentors, he told me, he said he was about 95 years old, had been married. His his wife had passed away, but they were married for upwards of 70 years. And um, he told me the one of the best definitions. He said love is an itch that cannot be scratched. And that all that's that's always one of the things that stuck with me, meaning that you're going to continuously try to search it out, but you'll never it, it, it'll always be right outside of your reach in, in the sense that the way I feel about my wife, it, it constantly changes. I can f- say I've, I figured it out, but then it's like there's always more like now right. it's expanded. So now I have to continuously search her out and search my understanding of of who she is and and i have to continuously develop and, and it's just uh it's it's almost like a like a horse with a with a carrot in front of them you know what I mean? you're constantly you're constantly uh chasing this this understanding this this awareness and in that comes a lot of different feelings a lot of different emotions because like you said our emotions i never i always tell um people never go off of how you feel feelings right. change like like you said feelings change feelings they're all over the place right. but it's really allowing yourself to say okay I, and another thing i like to look at it as you you give that person like an like an account in your mm-hmm. relationship you give that person an account so based on what you know about that person thus far you're going to mm-hmm. say okay i know i know this person meant something different but right. let me figure out what they're what they're trying to say and so that's that's what I like to do with um within my relationship. I, I I tell myself, even though I feel this way right now, I'm I know I'm gonna feel different probably in another two hours. Right. So let me let me allow myself to 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 have my wife give her give you know, let things calm down and then let's let's go back and reconvene. And and see and see what you just did there, right? Is you're choosing to be kind and you're choosing to be patient. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So, and that's what the biblical definition of love is, you know, along with other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are just two of the things that you just demonstrated right there, showing that, hey, look, I'm choosing to love my wife. I'm not allowing my emotions to dictate how I feel because, and we'll just use that as an example of the form of work. You know, people that, that you know, work regular jobs, nothing wrong with that. You know, I, we need them. We need people to, you know, uh, fly planes and, you know, do all that extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, if you didn't feel like going to work, right? right? Right. You're not going to have a job, right? right exactly. So, so the thing is, you're making these choices, um, you know, you got and you got to make sound choices. That That's what I should say. You know, you don't want to make idiotic choices. I right. mean, and you know, well, we all make mistakes in our relationships. You know, I've, I've made plenty of mistakes in my relationship, and I'm pretty sure you've made mistakes in your relationship as well. But the thing is, how do we deal with that? Do we have the tools to effectively deal with the 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 hurt or the 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 i wouldn't say bad intention but the the hurt that we basically caused our our spouse or partner right you know and, and there was another um video that i talked about um not too long ago where you don't just want to resolve the issue you want to reconcile the relationship Absolutely. right wow. because wow. resolving the issue 
it's an extra you can get an external solution mm -hmm. but the problem can still be happening Absolutely. inside right so now if you can clear up the problem inside you and you can clear up the problem inside you know your partner and you guys reconcile because reconcile means bring back to harmony bring back to friendship mm -hmm. right so you can always resolve something but still be mad at that person you can be like okay you know this is how we're going to resolve this but i'm still bitter in here it's the resentment so right so you have to resolve i mean um you have to reconcile the relationship mm -hmm. uh, yeah because a lot of people hold on to the resentment of and, and and i'll say it like this a lot of people hold on to the, to the resentment because they've 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 established a pattern of holding on to resentment yes so right. that kind of leads me into the next question how important is the self-work um cool. <laughs> how important is the self-work in a relationship now there's prior to self-work and then there's internal inside of the relationship self-work right so how important and how do you how does a person because when you're when you're by yourself i i will say this when you're by yourself it's hard to do the self-work and I'm, I'm framing the question but right. when you're when you're by yourself it's harder to do the self-work because i look at and what I've learned about relationships, relationships are a mirror for who you really are. Right. Um, they, they reflect it when you're when you're by yourself, like you, you, you pretty much are selfish because it's just you that you have to worry about. You, gotta, right. you know, what do I want to eat? OK, well, this is what I want to eat. Uh, what do I want to do? This is what I want to do. And so it's, it's easy to do that. But that kind of branches over into the into a relationship, too. So now now that you have someone who's holding up that mirror to you inside of a, a relationship. And they're showing you who you are. How do you begin to do the work on yourself while still having to operate within the relationship also? Oh, that's a, that's cool. That's a very, very good question. I like that question. Um, so I'm going to start off by doing the work by yourself and then we'll get into the relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I said it earlier in the podcast so far um, is your character relationship work. Right. And so you're probably like, well, what do you mean by that? So, yeah you're not when you're around your friends your family your co-workers right are you showing integrity when you talk to them right are you um showing like if you tell your friend or you're telling your family member um that you're going to do something are you committed to doing that mm. right so that's what i mean by and those are just two examples of of self-work because if you're unable to do that with your friends, family, you know, whatever, what makes you think that you're truly going to be able to do that in a relationship? So start there. Mm -hmm. That's where you want to start. You want to start with the people closest to you. Hey, look, am I being a man or a woman of my word? Mm -hmm. Am I holding integrity when I, when I talk to you? Am I, um, you know, do I have your back when you're not around? Mm -hmm. You know, am I, am I, um, how should I, how should I frame this? Am I basically, yeah, like do, does my care is my character relationship worthy, mm. you know, and that's how you can tell by the people that you hang around. Like, what do you do with them? If you're with your family, right. And you feel like, and we're going to go back to this example and you feel like eating something, but say, you know, one of your family members wants to eat something else. Mm. Are you going to be selfish and be like, no, I can't do that because I want this, you know, or are you going to say, Hey, you know, um, I'll take a look at the menu and see what, what they have there and, Maybe I can eat something there. You see what I'm saying? Compromise. Um, so that's what I mean by um, 
relationship character worthy. Um, so now you're talking about doing the work while you're in a relationship, correct? Right. Yep. So now doing the work while you're in a relationship, it's very, it's very much, oh, hold on. It's very much almost like the same thing. Mm. Um, right. So, and I know it's hard because, you know, a lot of people are selfish. A lot of people, you know, want what they want. They like what they like. I, and I get that because I, you know, I like what I like. I want what I want, right. but nonetheless, you have to, like I said, you have to get rid of that selfishness. Mm. You have to communicate with your partner. Hey, look, you know, this is how I'm feeling about a certain situation, you know, and I don't want to be selfish about this. So help me, you know, not be selfish about this. You have to be vulnerable mm. um, in order to, and you have to be aware that there is a problem in order for you to fix the problem. You see what I'm saying? So um, in order to work on that, you you just have to be very, very open. You have to put the ego aside and let your partner know that, hey, look, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me with this? You know, and if they are unable to help you with that completely, they, we, there's coaches, there's the well, it, therapists are more for that type of thing. Mm. Um, so, you know, there's therapy. If you truly want to change, right, there's avenues for you to change. You know, you and I, I always say, you know, go to God first, you know, and ask him to change your heart. Mm. And then, you know, it, the Bible talks about faith without works is dead. You can believe that God's going to change your heart. But if you're not doing the work, it's not going to happen. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, I really think that, you know, just being vulnerable, just communicating with your partner and letting them know that you're struggling with this. And if they can't help, um, you know, going to therapy is is a very big one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um Wow. Very powerful stuff. <laughs> that's that's some amazing, amazing stuff. So well, we're going to take a quick break um, and uh, and we'll get back to that because I want to get with you on, um, on on the on the compromise thing. I want to yeah. get more into that. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back to compromising within a relationship. Awesome. All right. You guys stay tuned. Ladies, if you're like most women going through the dating process, then you know that finding the right man can be very difficult. With so many men out there playing dating games, looking for women to add as notches under their belts, it can seem hopeless. The Husband Material Guide, written by yours truly, Coach R. Anthony, was written to help you to be able to distinguish between the type of guys to take serious and the type of guys to avoid, saving you both time and emotional distress. So if you're tired of learning about men and dating the hard way, then go to relationshipsandchill.com forward slash the husband material guide, pre-order now and save $5. All right, you guys, we are back um, with Stephen L. Robinson, uh, coach, author, and public speaker. And uh, when we left off, uh, we were going to be talking about compromise. So, um, and so I, I guess I'll start it off because I kind of have a difference of opinion, not not from you, but just the the overall belief system that right. is out there about compromise. And I I truly believe. And I, you know, before I was in, I had that same idea, you know, that compromise for for a long time that you should compromise, you should compromise. Then I started like thinking about it and I'm like, nobody really likes compromise. We compromise at work. We compromise, you know, in other areas. But when it comes to a relationship, I really started to understand that the key for me would be to sacrifice. Um, and by sacrifice, I mean it's not going to always be about what I want as an individual, right? In life, period. There's not going to be uh, 
I'm not going to have the ability to compromise to say, okay, what do I want? What do you want? Let's blend them together so that neither of us, neither of us really get what we really want, but we get a variation of what we want. We get a slice of what we want. So I decided, you know, before I met my wife, I said, you know what? When I meet the woman that I want to be with, I'm not going to compromise. That was the first thing. That was like my first um, mental shift. And then, you know, what I said, what I'm going to do is a little bit better. I'm going to sacrifice, meaning that I'm going to allow her to fully enjoy what she wants to enjoy. Because I know that in with human nature, if you go and punch somebody, they're gonna try to they're gonna they're gonna punch you back, or they're gonna fight nine times out of ten. If you just meet a stranger, a stranger. Um, so within within understanding the law of human nature, that we are reciprocators, meaning that what I do for you, you're going to want to do for me. So if I offer you a bag of chips, some of my chips, you're gonna be like, hey, I got this, I got some something to drink. You want something to drink? So that principle has has not failed me when me and my wife um, want like if I want something or she wants something, then I'll say, you know what? I want you to fully enjoy what you want, because because I know is I know eventually I'm going to want something. And I'm going to want to fully enjoy what I want. So I want I don't want to um, I don't want to take away from your enjoyment of what you desire. So I'm going to let you have that and I'm going to enjoy it with you. So that way I can understand more about who you are in the fullest capacity of what you like to do or what you want to do. Okay. Um, as opposed to like neither one of us getting what we want or, you know, a little like you're more satisfied at the fact that you get what you want. And that creates a, a, a lot of resentment in a lot of relationships is because I'm constantly always never getting what I want. But you're constantly getting most of what you want. You see what I'm saying? Because people sometimes will like kind of lead on and say, you know, well, I may not be able to get the fullest extent of watching the game, but I can watch at least to the third quarter. All right. Now I got to watch eight hours of TV show with you, uh, gossip show or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I got to watch eight hours for three quarters of a football game. Right. Just as an example. So um, but that's that's what I developed. And that's what I decided as far as sacrifice versus compromising i I decided that i was going to just you know allow my wife to enjoy whatever she wanted to enjoy and then when it came my turn there was really not much she can say about it but it allowed her to to fully engulf herself into what what i'm doing and what she's doing i'm i'm allowing her to fully enjoy and i can get a better understanding of who she is so but what do you um give me your thoughts on on just your perspective of, of compromising. I, I like that. And um, however, I just have a quick question though. Um, for you, like, so you said sacrifice. Um, so if you're sacrificing, is that a form of compromising because you're saying, okay, well, I'm allowing you to have this now because I know when, you know, my time comes around, you're going to do the same. So isn't that in a sense compromising to a certain degree to where, cause you know, where, whereas like a regular compromise would be like, okay, right now we're both not necessarily getting, you know, what we want in, in full. So I'm gonna let you get what you want. I'm not gonna get what I want in full at all. And then later on, I'll get what I want in full. So isn't that a form of compromise? And just, just kind of curious from my end. Well, in in a sense, it's, it's not really because even if it never comes around mm-hmm. um, to where, but, it, but that's the thing, like, 
it's not even about I just said that because I was speaking in terms of how human nature works um, okay. and how a person will reci reciprocate what is given to them. Okay. So um, so I would say I would say it depends on how you view it. But I view it as like even if I never get what I want, because I may not you know, necessarily want that, but we're going to always want something as humans. But from the perspective of without creating resentment, without creating um, a constant form of never getting what you want, which eventually leads people to want to cast off restraints, meaning they don't want to um, or they'll just do it just for the sake and then they'll run off behind the person's back and do what they want to do anyway. Right, right, because okay. they they are so used to not getting what they want that they they have to find a way to get what they truly want. Um, so they 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 find a way to do it behind the other person's back. So I would say it's a little bit different in terms of the perspective, meaning that you don't you don't do it necessarily just because, you know, you're going to get your way. Eventually you do it because inevitably you're going to want something. And you're going to want something that you enjoy and you want that person to take the same joy in finding out more about you and learning. So I, I, I more so use it as like a, a time to build and, and grow within the relationship. Got it. Got it. And, and I, I definitely I definitely see what you're saying in regards to that. And so um, my perspective on it is generally when I say compromise, I'm talking about like two goodwilled people. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, people that are, are necessarily selfish and it's just, you know, take, take, take or whatever case may be. So like um, for me, it, it, and I'll just use myself as an example, you know, if I have a woman, right. And, you know, she wanted X, Y, and Z, right. Like how you said you would sacrifice for her because you want her to get the full excitement. You want her to get the full joy or whatever the case may be. I, I feel that I feel the same exact way. I feel the same exact way, meaning that, you know, if, um, I don't, I don't know why I keep coming to food for, for like, <laughs> you hungry? Eat. You know, I, I eat. but the, the fact is like, like, let's just say like, you know, if she wanted salad works and we're going to go back to the whole KFC salad works thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want a KFC or whatever the case may be, I find fulfillment in making her happy as well. Right. So I would find fulfillment in compromising saying, okay, well, you know what? Maybe I, I can't get KFC, but I can get chicken on my salad. You see what I'm saying? And so for me, I understand what you're saying. You're saying, okay, you know, and, and like you said, it's, I think it's on how you view it. Mm -hmm. I'm viewing it from a perspective of two goodwill people who truly want to make each other happy. Um, and, you know, cause I think when the time comes around, you know, like you said, you give, uh, you kind of get what is given to you. So if I say next time, you know, we're going out to eat and I'm like, man, you know, I want red lobster, you know? And she's kind of like, well, you know, I feel like, um, I feel like Outback Steakhouse, but you know what? No, let's go to Red Lobster. Let me, I'll get a steak from Red Lobster this time. You know, I, I do agree with you. You kind of get what you give out. So that's my my perspective on compromising with good-willed people. Right, right, right. No, I, I definitely understand. I think um, I think it's, it's it's very similar if you if you look at and it, and it is definitely scenario by scenario, case by case. You know, obviously, we're, without going into like every single micro uh, version of it, but um, you know, just the, I think it's just a mental shift because I think the under the guise of compromise means that okay, I don't get what I want, or I get a little bit of what I want, and you get a little bit of what you want, and you know, we we find happiness within that. But I think it's more of a mental shift for me to say, I'm going to allow you to enjoy that so that 
you know, I can see you in a different environment. I can see you in your natural habitat as opposed to thinking like, dang, I, I still want Red Lobster. I still want KFC. You know, it's a mental shift to say, okay, I want to see, I want you to enjoy the fullest of what you have to offer because then it creates joy within the relationship. So whatever you allow in the relationship will be the next pattern or the next season of the relationship. And I think a lot of people, um, goodwilled or not, you know, every day you don't feel the same. But like you said, it's a choice. It's it's just a mental shift to say, you know, even though I don't feel this way, I'm going to allow myself to to view it the way I need to view it in order to make it you know what the the type of reality i wanted to want it to be so to speak so that's what i mean by that so but uh man this i mean it's just so much stuff that we, that we can talk about um i know i love it man i love it yeah so that was one of the one of the main things for me but you know man um i guess i, I want to get more into how what does it look like for a couple what does it what what does a happy couple look like? Because most people are so used to dysfunctional relationships. They think you have to argue and they think you have to fight all of the time and you have to, you know, it, it has to be unpleasant in order for you to have a relationship. Do you believe that that's true and 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 how do you believe it can be? Um I don't necessarily believe that that's true, but I think for it's everybody happiness looks different. So I can't say that, you know, a relationship for a happy relationship, it has to look like X, Y, and Z. I understand. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, my version of happiness might not be your version of happiness. Um, so what I will say, though, is if they do fight and if they do argue, right, good-willed people, if um, when that happens, what are they doing in order to fix it? Do they have the tools to fix it? Because relationships there's not going to be no perfect relationship there are going to be relationships where you know you might get into a disagreement or you know and it might be a real heated disagreement but do you have the tools to reconcile resol resolve and reconcile that issue and the relationship so um to answer your question i can't necessarily say that a happy relationship has to look like x y and z but what i will tell you though is a happy relationship, definitely from my studies and my interview with um, a lot of people, it doesn't look like dysfunction after dysfunction after dysfunction. Right. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't, it doesn't look like that. But you are going to have some times where you disagree and it's just how you work through it. Absolutely. Uh, and so a functional, I guess I guess the better terminology will be a functional relationship. Uh, what, what does a functional like how do uh, how does a couple function within a functional relationship i guess that's a better question <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good question um so uh i would say and, and i keep always going back to this and it's being able to communicate being able know? to communicate being, See, uh, and not just communicate but effectively communicating uh -huh. and connecting with your partner and for me personally and this is and like i said everybody's happiness is not the same but right. having god at the center of our our relationship so for me, having God at the center of our relationship and me being able to lead my partner and me being able to um, add to her happiness and being able to connect with her, being able to effectively communicate with her and being able to, um, you know, work things out if we do have a problem, that's what you know, functioning in a, in a functional relationship looks like for me. I got you. I got you. And, and you know, I, I want to take that a step further. 
about uh, about communication because <laughs> this is another thing that I kind of I kind of stumbled across in my studies. Um, it is more so about transparency or transparent communication because you have all kinds of communication. You got nonverbal communication. You have verbal communication, which is only seven percent you know, typically of, of what a person actually says, and then you have body language. So you have all these different forms of how a person communicates. Um, and lies also are a form of communication. So yeah. um, so I make it very specific when I say it's not just about communication. It's about transparent, honest communication about who you truly are and how you truly feel as an individual that makes the difference. Because we communicate a lot of things throughout the day. We communicate things. We we actually agree with more stuff than we don't agree with uh, than, than we should <laughs> in relationships. And and then yeah. it it doesn't show. It may not show up within that first month or first year or even the fifth year. But eventually the real you will have to come out. And then it will be a surprise to that person because they've believed what you said and they believed what they wanted to believe. Um, that you were communicating. So I think um, to take it a step further and be more specific, it's about the true and honest, transparent communication of who you really are as an individual. Correct. I, I You know what? <laughs> you, you said that spot on the money. I, I could not agree more. Um, you're absolutely right about true and honest communication. So, you know, what? I'm actually going to start using that when I when I talk to people. <laughs> true and honest communication. I love it. <laughs> Hey, you know, that's what we're here to do, man. I mean, that's what we're here to do is to give people the tools. So I want I want you to elaborate a little bit more on the tools that people need. We know they need honest communication, but what what other tools could be helpful um for for individuals and couples to start the the process of revolutionizing their relationship? I I, I honestly think for the better. Mentoring. Yeah, for the better. Um I think mentorship too. Um you know, and I think me and you we talked about this the other day. Um, they, they have what is called, uh, you know, one of my friends, they're looking at starting what is called, um, premarital mentoring. Um, right. So like, and that's for people that want to get married and stuff like that. But I think just having a mentor, um, that has had, or that has a successful relationship period is very, very vital. And the reason why I say that is because if you look at it, right, if you want to start a business, a lot of the times when we start a business, we get a business mentor, or we find somebody that has done what we're looking to do. And we, you know, we kind of get advice and stuff like that from from them. So why does it have to be different when it comes to relationships? Why can't we find somebody who has done what we're looking to do, and that's being a successful relationship, um, that can help us with the tools uh, to revolutionize our relationship for the better so i think that's one uh, that's definitely one idea another idea is becoming that person that boyfriend that husband that you truly want to be and how do you do that by studying you know you study read books you know um you know get in the word the word teaches uh you know talks about loving and it, it talks about all those things so get in the word read books um like i said i did say the mentoring um uh and coaching would be like a form of mentoring and things of that nature. Um, so yeah, I, I think, and don't pay attention to what we always see on TV. A lot of right. people, they pay attention to what we see on TV. They look at, um, you know, some famous couple and it looks well, you know, from the outside, but we don't really know what's going on on the inside. So stop comparing your relationship to other people's relationship. Wow. That's a big one for a lot of couples. Um, 
that's a big one. <laughs> that's a big one because a lot of people love to look on the outside and and they they get the feeling based on the look and they don't feel that way about their relationship so they want they they start now turning to their to their significant other like why don't we have that but the reality is like you said if you have couples that are actually or or coaches or therapists or whatever you you can find to help you get a better idea of how the intricacies work of a relationship and the 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 moving parts you won't be so quick to look at a couple that looks like they they got it together but a couple that actually functions within a relationship and they know how to like you said they have the tools to navigate different parameters within the relationship that could potentially end a lot of relationships they now have a more of a of an awareness of uh, how and that comes from reading the re- studying the scriptures that's that's where I that's where I got majority of my information from and and I'm sure it's the same for you and just uh understanding human nature correct yeah and, and that that's a big one understanding human nature I, I definitely agree with you on that um completely you know you you want to start studying human nature and, and so man I mean this has been an amazing an amazing conversation I hope you guys have have really enjoyed it. You got um, you got any suggestions and and any any because I mean, there's so much there's so much you said, so much amazing stuff that you said, man. We and, and you know this ain't gonna be the last time. Obviously, you know we we gonna keep this thing going, man. Because I think we we, we made <laughs> we made a lot of a lot of great progress, and and I hope hopefully it, it's helped. Um, a lot of you guys understand that it's it's not so cut and dry, but it's it's not so complicated either. Right, correct, correct. It's and when brilliant. I started studying relationships, that's what I started to figure out that like, yeah, it's not cut and dry, but it's not as complex as we make it seem. Exactly. You know, like all we need to do is we need to develop the tools. Once we develop the tools, then any relationship could truly thrive. Any relationship any relationship i absolutely 1000 percent agree the tools the tools are the other so where can they get more tools from from you so yeah so they can um if you if you guys have instagram you can go on my instagram i'm dropping videos all the time um you know because you, you yeah. you've seen uh but so my instagram is at stephen l robinson and that's spelled with a ph so that's s-t-e-p-h-e-n-l and then Robinson, R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N. Or you can go to my website. I'm just now starting to uh, re-blog, and that's stephenlrobinson.net, or you can go to stephenlrobinson.com. It takes you to the same place. Or you can just email me if you have any questions or concerns at stephen at stephenlrobinson.net. I'm starting up a YouTube channel. Um, The only platform I've been on was Instagram. Um, I do a lot of, I do a lot of, speaking engagement so you know I'll, I'll put out the roadmap for that here um in the next couple of weeks because i have something very very big that i'm working on and when i when i release what i'm working on it's going to blow your socks off and then i'm also working on what is called ryr um academy it's revolutionize your relationship academy um so i'm going to be giving um there's going to be videos there's going to be um tips there's going to be all types of stuff i'm going to bring in other coaches you know and you're going to be one of them so i appreciate it Um, But yeah, I'm going to bring in um, different coaches, different therapists. Um, So that's the type of stuff that I'm working on. But as of right now, uh, Instagram is where you can find me. You can go to my website. You can email me. 
Um, and you'll, you'll, you'll see a lot more of me here in 2019, man. I'm working. Hey, man, we can't wait because, I mean, as you guys can see, this is some excellent, very clear, very, very easily to follow information and and it, it is not complex you know we we overcomplicate things and i think the best thing a, a good coach or therapist can do is simplify it you yes. know simplify it. one of my mentors told me when when things become overwhelmed take a step back and simplify i agree i agree so that's been today's episode of the Relationships and Chill podcast. Make sure you guys check us out on uh, Instagram as well as Stephen L. Robinson, uh, who's been an amazing, phenomenal guest. We've really enjoyed it. So uh, we will have definite. We, we, and listen, this is the start of a great relationship between us. So, um, you know, he'll be back on. So you guys make sure you stay tuned. Like I said, Relationships and Chill, uh, Relationships and Chill TV on YouTube. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next go round. This has been Coach R. Anthony, the Relationships and Chill podcast, the ultimate podcast for relationships and dating. And we're out of here, y'all. Peace. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Chill. For more information on cultivating the relationship of your dreams, please follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Relationships and Chill. Or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Relationships and Chill TV. You can also visit our website at www.relationshipsandchill.com. Together, let's make relationships great again.